Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stancil and Merce Tariq. Hello everyone, welcome to our show today. On our podcast today, I am excited because we have a a guest that I've known for many, many years. Her name is Lorraine Bowen, and she is a specialist when it comes to uh, Medicare, Medicare supplements, how to deal with that. And that is a really big topic for a lot of the folks that Merce and I work with, because that's really what you go into when you turn 65. But yet, it is so complicated and so hard to get good answers. And we get this question all the time. And so, in order to be able to provide what I felt was going to be able to be good information. I reached out to Lorraine and I begged her. I said, hey, will you please come on and come on to the podcast and let's, and let's get a little bit of background and information that we can share with our clients and, and podcast listeners. And so we're so excited to have you. Thank you so much, Lorraine, for buying out a little bit of time of your day to be able to come on the show with us. You're welcome. Glad to be here. So let's get started here. What we'd like to do before we get into all of the, um, you know, I guess, technical stuff here around Medicare is, could you just uh, describe a little bit, just give us a picture of what it is that you do and how you uh, help people, real big picture, because we're going to get into a lot more detail later. Sure. Um, You know, basically, Medicare is a bit of a confusing subject. Um, Most people go on it when they are turning 65, and they're over whelmed with options and choices. So I just tried to break it down for them and help them get a good understanding of basic Medicare and then the direction that they can go in. Okay, very good. So Lorraine, can you tell us how long you've been doing what you do and uh, what what got you into the profession? Well, I've been doing this about 10 years. I kind of accidentally fell into it. I was um, helping a friend with medical billing And this is sort of the flip side of medical billing. Um, Her company left the state. And so I was kind of looking for something part-time to do and um, just was approached by one of the carriers, see if I was interested in doing it. And I said, sure, I'll try and got my, got my license. And, and I just really loved doing it. And that was mostly with under 65. And then that market kind of fell apart. And I, I was asked to by several other carriers to um, start working with people going on Medicare, but I said, give me a year. I really want to understand it because even for understanding insurance, it was still very complicated. So I took a year, did all the certifications, really tried to study it and understand it before I started to, you know, try to help people with it. Very good. Well, uh, you've obviously been doing it for a long time. I know that I've, uh, uh, referred you a lot of folks to help and 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 I know that we've always gotten back positive feedback so let me ask you this what if you had to describe it what do you love most about what you do working in the in the Medicare world I love the people that I work with they're they're just great to work with Um, they're eager to learn they're very appreciative of having somebody just not try to just push a plan on them but but try to see what their needs are and get a good understanding of what's important to them 
and and mainly I'm a resource. So once once um, they sign up through me, I keep them updated with emails, and um, especially when the plans get tweaked once a year, um, I send out a big email with the changes, and I am always available if they have a problem with a claim or an issue to to help them get through that and get it solved. That's a that's a big issue. Yeah, yeah, that's good to know. I know um, my uh, uh, in-laws, my wife's mother just is turning 65. So she's going through this entire process right now. And it can be overwhelming. I was just overhearing a phone call that they had to make and it it ended up turning into about 30 minute hour long phone call to get clarification. So having someone like you, uh, I think could be very helpful. Um, So before we dive in, Lorraine, could you just give us uh, a little bit of background as to where you're from and maybe a little bit about your family? Oh, well, um, I was born in Poughkeepsie, New York. I grew up in a little town called Hyde Park, um, a little upstate New York, about an hour and a half north of New York City. And then I married a Southern boy (laughs) (laughs) and moved down here. So I've been down here a very long time. Great, great. And uh, you've got a couple children, right? I do. And grandchildren. And grandchildren, two grandchildren, yeah, that are big now. <laughs> They're no well, longer good. little. Well, let's get yeah. into a little bit of the, um, the, the topic here. So I'm going to ask you probably what is a really, really big question. So I know that we could probably spend an hour, hour or two on the answer, but could you just help us to appreciate what is Medicare for a person, you know, just as, you know, this is something that's really big. A lot of times people go, I'm going to go on Medicare, but really, could you give us an understanding? What is Medicare and what is it, what is it there for? Um, okay. So it's a federally funded program, health insurance program for people that are turning 65. Um, and it is, of course, you've paid into it all your life. So you get it a lot cheaper. If you hadn't worked the 40 quarters and didn't qualify, you would be paying about four or $500 a month for part A and B, whereas you just get it. Most people pay 144 and then we'll get into the IRMA adjustment. But um, so it's very comprehensive. Um, we are very fortunate here. We have so many medical facilities, so we've got great networks, great coverage. Every year the plans get tweaked and they're just getting better and better. They're amazing for next year. So we're very fortunate here. Okay, one one thing there you said that I don't know that uh, maybe everybody gets, but you talked about the 40 credits, and the 40 credits to me have always applied to Social Security. So the 40 credits, could you tell us what that is and how that applies again? Because you went through that, and I just want to make sure we back up. the What is that really? How does that apply to Medicare? Okay, so so if you if you haven't, first of all, if if you are a woman and you have never worked, but your spouse has, you can ride on their coattails, you can get Medicare. But if you are somebody signal that has never worked in the system and paid into Medicare a certain amount of hours, then you will have to pay the full amount for it. But most people somehow qualify. Okay, good. Okay. So so that makes a lot of sense. You work, you pay in, and then eventually you get to this point where yeah, get it you're, back. Start, you're starting Social Security, but then also uh, Medicare starts to work for you. And you mentioned a, a key age there, 65. Mm-hmm. So so when someone turns 65, um, are they automatically enrolled? Do they have to, what's the, what's the work that they have to do there? Well, a lot of different ways that can go. First of all, if they are taking Social Security, 
the government will automatically enroll them in Part A and B, and they will start deducting the Part B premium out of their Social Security monthly. If they are working and they get group coverage and they're taking Social Security, the government just sees that you're taking Social Security, so they're going to sign you up. You may not want it because you're still getting group coverage, so then you would sign the back of the card when you receive it and send it back saying not ready for it yet, and you would just get Part A. Part A is free, it's an entitlement. You can continue to keep that even if you're working. Um, if you have been, if you're younger than 65 and you've been on disability for two years, you will automatically get signed up for Medicare, Medicare and they will send you a card. So now you, a couple of things I just wanna go back and hit just so we're clear on it. So if I'm 65 mm -hmm. and I'm still working, I'm gonna get A almost no matter what or at least I'm going to be able to keep it. But the B part, the, re the reason why a person would want to drop the B part or say I'm not ready for it yet is why? Why would they not want it yet? Because it costs money. Uh, okay. So it and they're on group coverage, so they really might not need that extra coverage. Okay, great. So just wanted to make sure it was clear. So if I'm still working, I probably don't want B if I'm on group coverage. If I'm not on group coverage, then I probably do want part B. Yeah. The next biggest question is, if I don't get this now, will I be penalized? So the answer is if you're turning 65 and you have no insurance, you don't have group, you don't have some kind of carryover employer plan, you will be penalized if you don't sign up. But if you have a group, you don't have to take B, you have credible coverage. So when you go to take B, if it's maybe, you know, say you work till you're 70, you will have to fill out two forms. The employer has to notarize and sign one, you fill out the other and present them to somebody at the social security office to prove that you've had credible coverage so you are not penalized. So no, if you've got group coverage, you're not penalized. You don't have to get Part B. Good, could you just tell us, like explain uh, what the penal, uh, what that penalized means? Like what is that if I get penalized? Is it a okay. premium penalized? Okay, so the standard um, premium for Part B is $144.60. Unless you're above a certain income level, it could be more but you will pay 10% a year penalty for every year you don't have it. And that penalty does, it never goes away. Okay, so really important information. And, and also part D, they'll penalize part D too. Part D is the drug plan. Okay, very good. So we've gone over eligibility um, and we've gone over the penalty if you don't do what you need to do at 65 and you're not working. Um, so let, let's dive into, uh, you know, what does Medicare cover uh, on a high level, I know there's a ton of different parts, and you can add on, you can have add-ons, and you can do the supplements. But in, in, uh, for a very high level, what does Medicare cover cover as far as just medical expenses? It covers everything medically necessary, so it's not going to cover benefits like um, cosmetic surgery or mm -hmm. hair replacement or things like that. Um, they're starting to widen out a little bit as far as um, alternative medicines and acupuncture. There's a couple plans coming out for next year that is going to be more positive with that. I can't talk about them yet. They're not been released yet. So, um, um, but anything medically necessary, anything your insurance would cover, usually Medicare will cover. Okay, so let, let's do this because it starts to get to me even for somebody who's been working in this world for a long time, let's talk about the different parts. And I'm not asking for every detail, so we'll go back to okay. high level. So let's just start. 
Part A, what does Part A deal with? A is hospital. It's an entitlement. You automatically get it when you're 65. It is free. Um, by itself, it's very poor coverage. It's full of holes and co-pays and deductibles. B is medical. Medical, that's what you pay for. That wraps around Part A and it fills in those co-pays and deductibles. Together, A and B cover 80% of the Medicare portion of your claims or the Medicare discounted portion of your claim. So, of course, what I do is help people to how, how are you going to cover that other 20% and your drug coverage? Because original Medicare doesn't cover drugs unless they're injectable drugs. Okay, so you got A and B, and B is still associated with the hospital, but it's, it's other elements, meaning there's, it, it could pay for drugs and things that you might get, that you might have prescriptions out of the hospital. Yeah, B is doctor visits, lab work, uh, diagnostics, things like that. Okay. And then it fills in the, the deductibles and, and, and gaps and co-pays of A, which is hospital. Okay, very good. So, uh, and then I, let's skip down to part D because I think that's uh, pretty common and then we can go to part C as well. But so what is part D if someone was to add that on? Part D is drugs, drugs you would pick up in a pharmacy. Okay, and then just, just standard co-pays and stuff like that, like normal insurance if you have that part D. There's, there's, they're tiered. So most plans have five tiers. Some plans have six tiers. Usually the sixth tier is the very cheap generic drugs where you can get a 90-day supply for zero, but the plans differ with that. The formularies are different on every plan. So now you mentioned like Part B has got a standard rate of 144. That's kind of yes. a common rate. Mm -hmm. um, now then, then what is the, is there an additional fee for D? Yes, right, and there is, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. Um, yes, it's called the IRMA Adjustment, I-R-M-A-A, -A, and it stands for, um, Income monthly rate adjustment. And you can Google that if you want to see if you're going to incur that. So, um, and, and, it, and it gives the parameters of what your income would be. They pull it, the government, when you apply for, social, for Medicare, they take it off your last two years earnings on your, on your tax return, off line 37. So for example, if I married filing jointly, and my income was between 174,000 and I believe it's 200, it's going up a little bit for next year, 200 and let's say 10,000, then I'm gonna have the first level, level of adjustment. So instead of paying 144, I'd pay 202. And then it can go all the way up. So, I mean, eventually it will stop, you know, but it can go up about, I think it's about five levels it can go up. So people want to see if they, are going to incur that, they can just Google that and it will give you a chart. Okay. And then, you know, I've had a couple of people, and I don't want to go too far down this maybe, but I've had a couple of folks who said that there was a way that they had found that, let's just say I worked the year before, the year or two yeah. before. I, so I had high income, but I'm retired yeah. now. They're, they did something where they either wrote a letter or they did something to yeah. say, look, that's not my real income. Yeah. This happened to a good friend of ours. He got a very good retirement bonus, but then he was on a pension and they hit him for the max. And I said, you need to make an appointment with a supervisor 
in the Social Security office and go down there, take, do this year's tax return and then take it down there, show them what your income will be for this year. And um, <clears throat> he waited about six months, but then he finally went and they bumped him back down to the normal level and he even got a return of, I think, $3,000. But, you know, some of them are more flexible. So I always say try. So yeah, if, if you are no longer earning that income and that was reflected of two years ago, make an appointment and go down there and take your current and just tell them, look, I'm on a more reduced income now and, and can, you please, can you please adjust this? It, yeah. it doesn't, I've learned it doesn't ever hurt to try. A lot of times people get what they try for. Yeah, I was gonna say it, it, it can't hurt to try because I mean, if you think about it from Medicare, Social Security perspective, they're going off of what they know and the, the numbers are based off right. of- Right, they, they so, don't know if you're still working or not. That's exactly don't. right. So it's good to know that you've had good experiences with, with that. We've I, had I some good experiences as well. Um, the ability to go back and uh, have an adjustment there. So we've talked about part A, which is kind of hospital expenses, part B being the medical side, and then also part D, the actual medis medicine and prescription. So part C, uh, it's also called Medicare Advantage. Can, mm -hmm. you, can you explain to us what that is all about? Sure. Um, Medicare Advantage are when a private company like Blue Cross, Aetna, Humana, United Healthcare negotiates these contracts with the government and they come up with a Medicare Advantage plan. It does everything, it is Medicare, it does everything original Medicare does, but it includes the drug coverage in the plan. Um, so they combine A and B and D, and then it becomes plan C. So if I haven't confused you enough, um, this is where people get confused. So you basically, when you, A and B is the core of Medicare. When you get A and B, you have two choices. How do you want to cover your 20%? Do you want to get a MedSup or Medigap and a separate drug plan, or do you want to go Medicare Advantage? The Advantage plans in our area are wonderful. They're very inexpensive. They include the drug coverage. A lot of them throw in free gym memberships, some dental reimbursement, some hearing aid reimbursement, a lot of benefits thrown in, but they will always have cost sharing. So you'll have a copay when you go to the doctor. You'll have a copay for hospital stay. Usually it's a copay per day up to five days. You'll have a copay for outpatient surgery, and then you'll have a total out of pocket. So imagine you have like a bucket and you've been in the hospital four days. You might have a copay of $300 a day for everything they do in the hospital, including surgery, up to four days. That's $1,200 goes into that bucket. And if it ever hits the total out of pocket, whatever it is they've set it at, then your responsibility ends and they pay the rest. Most people never get there. That's very hard to get to. But we have plans that are zero premium. We have plans, they're just very, very affordable. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life.
So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcasts and check us out. Okay, so now uh, it was I was headed to another question, but it might okay. be that this all kind of comes together. Yeah. So we've got the Medicare, you know, A, B, D scenario where that's really kind of the core of what the government's put together. And then you talked about the Medicare uh, gap is what we call it, Medicare supplement or Medigap. I guess that's the same thing, right? Yes, the same okay. thing. So tell me what's the difference or why would a person say go out and buy a Medicare uh, supplement policy or a Medigap policy versus doing, say, the uh, Medicare Advantage? Um, okay, so a Medigap plan is going to the government, the government would be primary. Your red, white, and blue card would be primary. The government would pay the 80% of the Medicare approved amount of the claim. The other 20% would be forwarded to the Medigap or supplement company. Um, I think there's plan F is no longer available. So plan G is the new F with a $200 deductible basically, and that it would pick up the rest. So there's no networks. You can go anywhere you want. Um, but you're paying for a separate drug plan because it's not included in it and you're paying for the Medigap plan. So you're paying approximately about a hundred to 30, $150 more a month for this and they will go up every year. Um, and I will say one thing, cause I, I tell everybody this, a lot of telemarketer calls would just, just from people that offer Medigap, not Advantage plans. Medigap is not Medicare. They are private plans. They are not Medicare. They just pick up where Medicare leaves off. So a lot of them will say, if you don't get in it now, when you have guarantee issue, you may not be ever able to get in it again. I will just tell you, that's not true. If you want to know why or how, call me. <laughs> it's complicated, but you can't get back in them. Um, guarantee issue. And um, the Medigaps will go up every year. The Advantage plans do not. You can be 65 or 95. They're the same price on the Advantage plans. Medigap will go up each year because they're, you know, they're taking on more responsibility, more risk. Okay, very good. So, so let's say we have someone that has decided um, that they're going to go with part A, part B, and then they've got the option if they wanted to add in the part D for the actual prescription drugs, or they say, well, let me just go down the Medigap route and see what type of holes I can cover through outside insurance. So what are the different types of Medigap insurance that someone could be you know, searching for or, or that you, you help with? Okay. Um... So if, if they just get A and B and D, they can't get an Advantage plan right. because you can't have two Medicare plans. D is Advantage and then, and then a, an, an MAPD where the drug coverage is included in it is Advantage. So um, you'd have to go one direction or the other. If you just get A, B, and D, you're assuming 20% risk if you don't have some type of Medigap plan. So if you go in the hospital, you could owe thousands. So you need something to cover you there. So, um, and a lot of people will tell me that, well, I'm healthy, I don't need that. But we, you can pick up an Advantage plan in this area with a zero premium that includes your drug coverage. So it's kind of foolish not to at least do that. You'd, you'd have a small cost sharing, but at least you'd be covered for that 20%. I'm not sure that answered your question, but. 
Well, well maybe, maybe this might help us. In, in North Carolina, which is where you work, and maybe this might apply across the, the, the country, but are, it kind of sounds like you have a little bit of a, that there's more value of the person doing an Advantage plan over doing the parts of Medicare along with a Medigap, is, or there, is that not the case? Or are there reasons um, for either one? Well, the fact that you can get back in a Medigap plan, if somebody comes to me and they're very healthy and they don't even have a doctor, they don't take any medicine, or they go two or three times a year and they're on one, one generic medication, you're really paying a lot of money for a Medigap plan for the privilege of not having copays. So, you know, you can pick up a wonderful Advantage plan very inexpensively. Okay, um, and the light bulb went off there when you yeah. said that. So, yeah. so, so yeah. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just want to make sure maybe there's a clarification here. If I'm a person who is on a lot of medications, I've got health issues, I'm probably going to need more maybe of a Medigap to cover those copays and that kind of stuff. I, if I'm not, don't worry about affordability yet. Let's just talk about coverage. Mm -hmm. I might be looking more Medigap, whereas if I'm really, really healthy and I don't have those things, it's almost a no-brainer than with the, with the Advantage plan. To, to me it is, but people have to go where their comfort zone is. I always show them their options and let them decide. Okay. Okay. But um, like if somebody comes to me, I've, I've had several people come to me and they're on infusions, which are very expensive. They're on chemo. They definitely need to be on a Medigap because it'll pick most of that up. But an Advantage plan will pick that up too, but with more, more cost sharing. So... And there, there's another thing they can do too, if, 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 they're, if they come to me and they just want that cushion of, of being covered for the extra out-of-pocket if they were to get cancer, because that is common, um, they can get a very inexpensive Advantage plan and pick up a very inexpensive cancer rider for $25 a month, and they can have that total out-of-pocket covered. Hmm. So it's a great way to layer your coverage. Yeah, so that leads me to my next question. Obviously, there's a lot going on with Medicare, uh, quite a few decisions to make, um, yeah. you know, whether or not you go with a supplement or whether or not you just go with the Medicare Advantage. Um, so when someone comes to you, uh, how do you help in making that decision? What's your process like? Okay, so the first thing we do, find out what county they live in, because the plans differ between county. And I look up their providers, what doctors do you visit, what medications do you take, and then we just see how they're covered with all the plans. Then we choose out of that the best options, who covers you the best, the cheapest, and then I just tell them to, to make that decision. I, don't, I try not to make recommendations. Uh, I think that's something they need to decide um, where their comfort zone is. You're never trapped in a plan. You can always change. There's two enrollment periods a year. Last year, they opened a new one called open enrollment. It's, it's January 1st through the end of March, and they can, they can change again if they want to. So two times a year, they can change. What's the second one? And coming up now, October 15th through December 7th. That's annual, AEP, annual enrollment period. Okay. That's so the big one. Okay. That's the so, one where I want to. <laughs> yeah. So October 15th through December. Now, in those periods, um, if I want to make a change or whatever, there, there's no underwriting. I don't have to have, the, you know, there's not going to be anything that's going to affect me negatively because of my health or anything like that. Or is, is that what open enrollment means? Oh, yes. So, yes. So, um, an advantage plan, if you're on an advantage plan, you have guarantee issue into any advantage plan. If you're on a Medigap plan, you have guarantee issue into any managed plan. 
If you're on an Advantage plan, you don't have a guarantee issue into a Medigap plan, except for one carrier. Uh, and I don't know if I'm supposed to say who that is. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's, let's a just carrier. it's a great yeah. carrier, and they let you go back to original Medicare guarantee issue. They're I wonderful agree. to work with. Okay. So we'll just know that, that there is one out there. And then, yes. and so it's a little bit of a, a hurdle in all essence, I guess, to get out of the advantage over into the Medigap without having to go through underwriting and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. However, if, if you're in an advantage plan that doesn't let you go back to a, a Medigap guarantee issue, that doesn't mean you won't qualify. It means if you have some kind of serious health issue, you may not, but you can flip a guarantee issue into the Advantage plan that will let you do it. And then the next enrollment period, you can get back to Medigap. So like I said, there's always a way back. Okay, very nice. Now, what about uh, as far as premiums are concerned, though, I, I don't have any kind of ratings. If I'm turning 65, I'm not, am I rated based on my health condition? No. Okay. So none of that. Think, I do think some of the carriers for Medigap or supplement will rate um, tobacco users, but um, not not all of them. And and for Vantage plans, no. Okay, very good. So, um, if we have someone that has ultimately decided that they want to go down the Medicare supplement route, so for our listeners, Lorraine, could you just kind of maybe go through some questions that they need to ask themselves that would help them decide, you know, what what they need to be looking for, you know, whether it's if they take a lot of prescriptions or they have regular doctor's visits or they have a certain condition, what are some of the questions they should be asking themselves? Okay, so Medigap has nothing to do with prescriptions. Prescription is Part D and that is Medicare. And it's going to cover you the same if you're on Medigap or the same if you're on an Advantage plan. And they seem to think that's another misconception that if they're on Medigap, they'll get their prescriptions covered cheaper. That is not true. So, and a lot of the standalone Part Ds for next year have a very high deductible on the higher tier drugs, the, the brand drugs. They're going to have a very high deductible. What do you so, mean standalone? Standalone Part D plan is what would accompany a Medigap plan. Ah, on the Advantage plans, the Part D is included in it. I see. And even within the, because we talk a lot about the Advantage plans, even in the Advantage plans, there's, there's more coverage I can buy if I want higher coverage. Is, that, is there different tiers there? Or is it just one plan across the board? Are you talking about for the drug plans? Yeah, for whatever it might be, my co-pays, my drug plan, all that kind of stuff. Am I able to be, you know, and in, in, in before 65 health coverage, I can set my deductibles. I can set my, what I'm willing to get based on what I want to pay. Is that the same as I can do with yeah. the Advantage plans? Kind of like a bronze, silver, gold tiering type of system. No, no. That's under 65. Yeah. Okay. So the Advantage plans, you, 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 there's a set benefit, a summary of benefits with each plan. This is what your copay is going to be. So that way they know what their expenses are going to be. If they go in the hospital, if they have tests, whatever, they know what they're going to be. Now, the Medigaps or supplements are standardized plans. A G is a G across the board, with, no matter what company you go with. Um, um, and then different states have different uh, choices as far as the lettered plans that, that you can go with. But most people will choose a G if they're going to go with a Medigap plan. But I will say, too, on an Advantage plan, you have an HMO and a PPO. The PPOs pretty much let you go anywhere you can go if you were on a Medigap plan. Okay. You have the flexibility of going in or out of network. Okay. So, so there's two open enrollment periods, and obviously that's – I think the, the majority of that's to get 
you know, tens of thousands of people that are turning 65 every single day, um, the ability to get enrolled. But you mentioned that you can also switch during an open enrollment. Mm -hmm. are, are the plans changing that much to where you kind of need to review it every single year? Is there a lot of change? Well, there? I always encourage people to, to check with me if they're taking drugs that um, are expensive to make sure they're still on the formularies or to make sure another plan hasn't come out where it's cheaper. So that's, they, they get tweaked every year. Um, most people like to get in it and don't like to change. Right. But um, some people need to change. But but generally, if a doctor is leaving that network or if a, if a, if a medication that they're on, the, the company will let them know this is no longer going to be carried. And then they'll call me and say, okay, what can we do? You know, um, so, you know, they have a lot of options. And, and just for my own clarity here, uh, clarification from my own brain, open enrollment is really for after 65, because if I'm turning 65, it doesn't matter what month I'm turning 65, I can enroll at that point, correct? I don't have to wait until October or until whatever it was, I think March or whatever you said, uh, in order to well, get on Medicare. Yeah, if like you were turning 65 in November, then then you have three months before to get enrolled with Medicare A and B, but your Medicare won't start till November 1st. It always starts on the first day of the month of your birthday, okay. of your 65th birthday. Um, now, a lot of people that, I have a lot of people every year coming out of, of gap plans because they've gotten so expensive. And when you have two people on it and they're paying, you know, $800 a month for the gap plan, the drug plan, Part B, that's a lot of money for people that are on a fixed income. So they'll come out and get on an, an, uh, an advantage plan. I, I call it being upside down in a plan when your total out of pocket is, is less than the premium you're paying on, on your Medigap plan, then maybe it's time to review your options. So I think what it's safe to say here is, long story short, if somebody's um, going to be going on the Medicare or they're already on Medicare, they're over 65, mm -hmm. to be able to talk to somebody who really understands all the options is key here. Because, I mean, we're talking about it and, you know, we've been doing this for a little while and we're around this a lot in our business of helping people in retirement and I can't grasp it all. And, I mean, I'm sitting here talking to you and we're having a nice conversation. But if I'm in that position, I think talking to somebody is, is key to being able to say, okay, am I in the right plan or am I going to go into the right plan? And so I would encourage anybody who's listening to uh, talk to somebody. And if you want to talk to Lorraine, we're going to tell you how to do that. But there's a lot of different moving parts here. There's a lot of different aspects of Medicare, Medicare supplements, Medicare Advantage, all, all the alphabets in there. It's like, <laughs> you know, uh, and so it's yeah. a lot to look at. So yeah. Lorraine, how could somebody, if they wanted to talk to you and they wanted to say, let's look at my plan or let's look, I'm about to turn 65. Um, well, let me ask that question first. If a person's turning 65, how long before that, like what's the optimal time that they should be talking before, you know, getting ready for that birthday? Okay. So I tell people as soon as they come into their initial enrollment period, if they're not on, if they're not taking social security and they don't automatically get a Medicare card, they need to get on it because the government has a lag time now because of COVID and things are going out slower. And that way, if there's a discrepancy, if they get online and they try to do an application and the government says, well, that's not what we see. Well, that's not your birthday. That's not your address. Then they're going to have to call them, make an appointment with them. 
they need the three months to get all that straight to get their card. So do it as soon as you come into the initial enrollment period. So if your birthday is December, do it now. Yeah. So basically three months prior yeah. to your birthday. Gotcha. All prior right. to so, the first day of the month of your birthday. Ah, oh, yeah. You. Thank you on that clarification. Yeah. Okay. So now say, say a person listening says, Hey, I'd like to be able to, to talk to you, Lorraine. What's the best way for them to do that? Or what are the ways that they could get in touch with you? Oh, they can call me. Um, they can email me. That's what they generally do. All right, good. Let's get, tell them then. What's your phone number? Um, nine one. I'll give you my cell number. Nine one nine three three seven five seven three four. Very good. And your email is l o r r a i n e four five five four at yahoo.com. Very nice. Now, within our show notes, we'll have that in there as well. So people, if you didn't get all that, don't worry, they'll be able to get it and they can reach out to you. Uh, but Lorraine, I just want to say on behalf of Merce and I, we do certainly appreciate you uh, helping us to just kind of dive into this. And I, you know, in my mind, I think there's so much here, we may have to just have you come back on and maybe talk a little <laughs> bit more about it. Because, you know, maybe we'll just hit one particular topic. Uh, about what's going on. And maybe, you know, in my mind, what I got out of this show is that advantage plan. And I think we need to really understand that more. So thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. We have wonderful options here. We're very fortunate. And you're very welcome. All right. Thank you. And have a great day. You too. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.